Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And Stat Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. We have an outstanding guest here today, but before I introduce him, let's introduce my co-host always, Money Mike. What's going on, my man? Man, I'm good. I, I beat um, uh, Marco in fantasy football. You took on so Marco, Marco Nunez, of course, yeah, from the so waiver he, wire. So. He, he was 3-0. and We're going to talk about the injuries later uh, on today. He's no longer 3-0. Yeah, he's no longer 3-0. and Man, I gotcha. took him out today. Gotcha. Stat Pat, I think you're still uh, 3-0. and Oh, no, I lost last week. You did? Okay. Yeah, so so yeah. I don't think anyone's I don't, undefeated anymore. I don't know, I don't know what I did this yeah, week. Right. You're still not checking in? I still can't get in. Dude. Right. Still, they still told me to schedule the draft. I'm the commissioner. They told me to schedule the draft. I'm like, wait a minute. I already scheduled the draft. We had the draft. Oh, this is funny. Okay, of yeah, course. So I'm uh, still stuck. Update, of course, you know, Stat Pat is the commissioner of our Infanity League, and since day one, he hasn't been able to get in, but he's still been beating everyone. Except yeah, for last Lamar week. Jackson, he's yeah, got right. scored I mean, like 40 points good, every yeah. time. So. All right. Uh, without further ado, let's introduce <laughs> our guest. Uh, this is awesome. We've been waiting for this for a while. We have NBA analyst Eric Pincus here with us. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you having me oh definitely thank you for joining us on the show um eric of course uh eric you're kind of quoted if people look you up online you're kind of you you specialize more in the business side kind of the salary cap side and the numbers and so forth um let's get right into that how how did you kind of find that as your niche uh that's a good question i i started doing this not dissimilar to you gentlemen here where i was just a fan of of game like i went to growing up in la went to lakers and clippers games sure sports arena the forum Mm -hmm. got like the end of that uh and at some point i realized like there's actually a job where they pay you money to go to games and i'm paying money to go to games so i should switch that that, up you know what i mean (laughs) and that's like the heart of how i got started and so that's like i guess that's the idea you know the spark but from that like how do you realistically do that and so over time i managed to hook up with the right people, uh, found that people like what I do as a writer and, and they were, you know, I, I was able to communicate in a way that people could understand maybe complex topics. I could break it down. Uh, and eventually made my way into the building, got to know some great people, got to know Kobe pretty well. Yep. Um, was there really around 2002, 2003 is around when I started. And, uh, it, what the fans of a team want, what they want to know, how is my team gonna get better? Exactly. Even if you just like you're the Warriors, you're a Warriors fan. How can your team get better? We just want it all. How do we win it again? Right. Yep. Or if you're at the bottom, right? You know, like the Rockets and the teams that were, you know, the you know, the Pistons, all these teams that were at the bottom last year, Magic, et cetera, Thunder, they want to know how they get better, right? And so I I realized that just like there's rules of the game, traveling, you know, you gotta you can't just run with the ball, right? Three points behind this line, one point you shoot a free throw complicated rules like block charge um you know there's all kinds of nuances that go beyond that 48 minute game that goes on year round that is how teams play against each other constantly to try to get better and that's how i'm like oh there's a whole another side to this game. there's a whole chess game going on and behind could, the scenes and i was able to learn the cba got to meet great people got to know larry coonwell who's sort of the godfather of teaching yep. the salary yep. cap Go to cbafaq.com if you want to get started with that sort of thing. Larry cool. breaks it down. 
And uh, yeah, that's really how I got started. Uh, found that I had a way of understanding that extra game and through the years have managed to find out you know, things about contracts and strategy that I think, you know, I do well, but you know, it's a matter of opinion. I think yeah, I no, well. obviously it resonates because people are following, people are reading, people are watching what you do. So obviously you take what a lot of people just don't understand and it seems a little bit complicated and it actually it is, is complicated. complicated. Mm -hmm. um, and you break it down into terms that, like you said, sure. the fans that just want to know how their team can get better, you you explain it in a manner that they can actually exactly. grasp that. So uh, that's definitely, I would imagine, key to your success, and we all appreciate it, that's for mm -hmm. sure. Um, I'm really curious in that aspect, from year to year, how much is how much does that change? How much is there learning or adapting, or is it oh, is it plug and play each year? I mean, there there are certainly aspects that are plug and play, but I'm I mean I'm constantly learning and trying to. I mean, there there are areas that come up that are like, I know the rule, but like this is the first time I've seen this rule applied. So what exactly is the rule? And like we had something where. Uh, the Thunder got a disabled player exception. They picked up Mo Harkless in trade, turned him around almost immediately uh, in a deal with uh, well, the Rockets. And there were some questions about aggregation mm -hmm. uh, where some other media folk had suggested one thing and that didn't mesh with what I understood. So I'm reading, you know, I'm copying sections of the CBA, sending it to people. This is my interpretation because there are the rules. And just because they're written one way doesn't mean that that's how the league interprets those. Right? I say interpretation right. is everything. Like the whole reason we have like a legal system in our country is because the written word is not clear. Right. Like it's, what does the mean? You know, that's been a, a debate in, in politics, right? Yep. Like, uh, so yeah, like the, there's like where a comma could be or, you know, and it's like, if you know legal documents, like they have terms. So then like this refers to a, a, term definition up here so you kind of have to like copy and paste and put it all together and i come up with what i think it is and then i send it to somebody who might have an the ability to give me like an authoritative answer and then they may not even know either and so then it becomes like a thing so uh there's like the plug and play of like i know contracts and they roll over and figuring out like cap room and all the the nuances but then we're gonna have a new cba next year most likely Yep. And so now the rules will change. And what will that mean? And how will the teams find those loopholes? And, you know, it's a copycat league. Like, you know, the three point shot became a thing, right? Like if you go back far enough, it was like a new, it was like novelty, like whatever. Yep. Now it's like now part it's of the game. Right? Yeah. So teams copy each other. They, they started maybe with like the sons uh, of the Steve Nash sons, but you yep, can go back further Tony. and like Donnie Nelson was doing stuff yep. like, you know, so like, um, or even like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of growth and, and it's just, it's, it's just like, there's a game in the court. There's a game that's played year round where te teams are copying each other and saying, Oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to use that. And, and then, you know, you just adapt. All right. So let me, let me, let me, you know, first of all, you could not answer any question, but you <laughs> know, so I'm just, just want to warn you. I, when I see stuff like that, and, and you know, to the regular fan, people who don't know the intricacies of everything, and we say, "All right, uh, NBA salary cap for every team was 140 million, right?" And all right, cool, we got that. We got three players that got 120. Okay, we we have a 12 player roster. <laughs> How are we gonna get 20 million dollars? The other 20 million divided right. by, and I know that they're like veteran exceptions and 
mid-levels. leave mid-levels and all that stuff. But how do you really fill out that team? And I know if you go over a salary cap a certain amount, then there's um you know, tax, the tax and all that stuff. But for me, dude, we just literally gave this dude LeBron like $97 million for the next two years. He literally has a third of their salary cap. How do we how do we fill the rest of the roster? Okay, when, when those things happen, I'm sorry. All good is in the politics. So you you're basically saying like, where do the Lakers go from here? Kind yeah, of? yeah, right. We we literally what what we we have Russ with 44, and I'm this year, maybe off a little. Right. They all say 40 on there, so it may be 41 or 45 or 47, but they're 40. So that's 120 million dollars, <laughs> and salary cap is what 160. It's much lower than that, but it's still it's it's still a lot. It's not quite that high, but. Regardless, whatever right. the number so is. So how do we get the other nine players on team? <laughs> I'm so, sorry. It's all no, it's all good. So um like the Lakers have money coming off if Russ is gone. Yeah. Right. And you have guys like Walker, Nunn, guys who are making more than the minimum who are expiring. And so in theory, all the Lakers have is LeBron and A D next year and, and Max Christie, and they probably have the rights to Reeves they can yep. keep, which won't be expensive. Yep. Uh, so you start adding that stuff up, and um, if you if you've looked around the internet, you've seen though like reports that the Lakers are hesitant to make moves that uh, take on salary because yes. they want cap room next summer. Right. So when you just have LeBron and AD, and let's say let's just you know we're not going to use real numbers, but let's say it's ninety million, mm-hmm. right? And let's say the cap is one hundred and thirty. Right. Okay, I'm just making stuff up. Sure. It sounds like you have ninety, one hundred and thirty. You have forty million. Right. But for each each slot that you have open up to 12 that takes up we'll, we'll just call it two million i'm i'm, I'm no one yeah, write these right, numbers right, down, right. right so you can't just fill it all up uh but they might have like in the neighborhood of 30 million dollars to spend if they hold it tight now the max is going to be most players is between 40 to 45 million they might be able to get to a max of a guy like tyler uh like hero right yep. hero just took an extension yeah. right um so now you go well like who else might not sign an extension? Cam Johnson is he worth that kind of money? In my opinion, mm-hmm. no. But I like him. He might be that worth it somewhere else. But if you're the Lakers, I don't think Cam Johnson's the where you right. put that money. You don't hold your line right now to go after Cam Johnson. Uh, do you hope that Kyrie Irving can't get more elsewhere? Maybe that's probably what they're thinking. But then if he does get more elsewhere and you can't pay him what he wants, mm-hmm. then what were you waiting for? Right. So one way is to hold it tight. Right. The other way is to say, screw all that. We don't care about all that cap room. What we're going to do is we're going to make trades so you can pad trades. So if you trade Russ, let's say Russ is making, we'll round it up to, to 50, right? Mm-hmm. You might be able to take back 25% of that, right? So you can take back a, a more money than you send out. Or if you trade in the case, they traded Taylor Horton Tucker and they got yep. back Beverly. So there yep. are right. ways to add salary through trade. And then there are exceptions. You mentioned the mid-level Lakers project to be a tax team if they were to keep it together, but it, well, they're a tax team right now, but if they might not be under the tax next year because mm-hmm. players are, are expiring and, and the so, large right. expiring, so they might have us. closer to, it'll be 11 ish. So, spend. so there, there's money and you could always sign someone for the minimum. So once you get past that worry about, well, what do you do for the rest of the roster? You do what they've been doing the last few years. You go after guys like, you know, Thomas Bryant, yep. Damian Jones, uh, um, Troy Brown Jr., mm-hmm. all the guys that they got for a minimum were last year, Mello, Baysmore, mm-hmm. um, all the, the veterans that they got, DeAndre. You always have the minimum, unless you have a hard cap. We won't get into that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I guess answered they, it all. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it kind of does. So now it, my perspective has changed because we're not really, really concerned about this year. We're really concerned about, well, it depends. Are you concerned about this year or next year? They're two different questions, right? Well, well because well, yeah, all the teams are different, but they're related to each other because what you do this year is going to impact next year. Right. So if you take on like a buddy heel, right. Yep. The yeah. guy who was linked to the Lakers before he makes 20 something next year, right? Let's call it 20. Even doesn't matter the exact number. If you had 30, maybe next year and you take on 20, 10 million is nothing at that point. Your exceptions 11. So you don't have any cap room, right? So it, it, if you have 11 to spend and you're not going to give that up to spend 10, right? Yeah. So uh, if the priority was like right now, win right now, which it should be mm-hmm. based on With, having LeBron right? and his age, right? yeah. it's time to win. In yep. theory, I mean, then we, we gave him all this money, so he should win. Right? Well, I mean, <laughs> right. right. But also there are five to eight to 10 massive impact players in the entire league. Right? Mm-hmm. Like right. how many are there? There's Giannis, mm-hmm. there's yep. Steph. Um, but Steph, when he didn't have his guys, was did, did Steph suck it up? Do we say Steph, you're not? He good? was balling, but you know, but, but, but he didn't have his guys. But okay, but you're point, not though. saying the same thing about yeah. LeBron. That's what I'm saying. To put you to, to your point, he was he was balling, and he was a playing team. Why wasn't Steph? Why weren't? The, why didn't the Warriors win the last couple? Mm-hmm. Well, because, because they weren't any good. Well, yeah, because they didn't hurt. Right. Yep. right. Well, AD was hurt. Well, mm-hmm. you know, actually, but, but, but listen, let, let, let's LeBron was hurt as well. Right? Well, see, was hurt too. What, what frustrated me about the, the the blow up of the team and us getting in Russ is at the beginning of the season, we were a championship contending team. And the only reason before why, Russ or after before Russ. Russ, OK, before Russ. And the only reason why we didn't win was because of injuries. I, I think so, there's an argument. So my whole thing is, well, if that's the only reason. Why we didn't we were this bad was because of injuries. Why did we blow up the team to what we had last year if that was the only reason? Well, I mean, number one, and I'm not disagreeing with you. You're making yeah. a real point there. Uh, that's not what the front office wanted to do. They didn't believe that was the right thing to do. That's not what LeBron wanted. He wanted Russ. Uh, and so they made the choice together. Mm-hmm. LeBron, now I, I'm with you. Like, it, it, realistically thinking these are human beings they're not robots right and the miami heat go to the finals they were not the same team the next year no because this was the fastest turnaround in professional sports history after the bubble championship right almost all the teams that were in the final four i think the nuggets were the only team that like survived yep but they were like they didn't have like jamal Jamal got hurt i mean everybody got hurt so uh a realistic point of view would be to simply say what you're saying. Like you were a championship contender. The reason why you lost is because like, it's too much on the bodies. It's it's kind of like, like when the Lakers go to three championships in a row, right? They lose the first one, win the next two. They, they didn't have the legs after that. Go right. back to the Shaq Kobe era. Yep. They go right. three times that yeah. fourth year. Playing you got beat deep. by the spur. You just, it, it is a, it's a tax. That bubble championship and quick turnaround was kind of like that on on steroids, right? So it wasn't a three year thing, but that was that was too much. So I I'm close to agreement where like, yeah, like if you kept everybody who Caruso, KCP, Kuzma, and added a Mello at that point, right? And add like Monk, just a couple key right? pieces, Mello and Monk at the minimums, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, maybe they go whatever, maybe none. Yeah. We got hurt. Right. 
And then there's another the guy who was missed all year. So th- there's an argument to be made that you took a championship team. My point of view is like, you already have LeBron and you already have AD, right? right. So you need to put athletes around them. Right. You need to put youth around them, energy, guys who can give them rest. So now you could say, well, LeBron needs help. He needs another star so that like he doesn't have to do it all. But that's LeBron's still going to do it all. Like yeah. it don't matter who. <laughs> well, well, and, and, <laughs> and, and that kind of that kind of was our argument. Like when we got Russ, we knew, you know what I mean. For Vayne Nation, knew that it wasn't going to work because we know two things: the eye test that Westbrook is a ball dominant basketball player. LeBron is a ball dominant basketball right. player, and they cannot co coexist. Also, with Westbrook, he is a player that he's an energy guy. Right. So he had, he's the player that has to actually get into the rhythm of the game in order to be effective throughout the game where LeBron could come off the bench. That's why Melo was great coming off the bench because he's just a scorer. So, hey, Melo, go give me 15 points. He come in, start jacking up shots. And it's per, it's a perfect Mm -hmm. combination because he doesn't, you know, he could come in at any time and be effective. But we know the type of player Westbrook is. Um, he's not he's not effective unless he's really actually engaged in the game. I mean, perfect example is the Shaq and Kobe days when, when Phil Jackson told Kobe, hey, you can't score 40 points a game anymore. We got to feed the ball to Shaq to get him to be involved so that way he can be effective in the game. And I don't understand why, if we could recognize that as, you know, just fans of, of the game and they say we want Westwood to come over here, what, what did they think? you know, what's going to happen other than what happened. Um, one thing about that, though, is like when you have all this talent together, it's to me, it falls somewhere on the coach. Like, how do you blend this talent together? And what is your plan for Westbrook? Like, we don't know to this day what Vogel had. We know they had a falling out. We know that. We know that happened. In and the no season. rotation. And, no, we could and you know, up. why are you not staggering minutes? Like, yeah. I'm just looking at the things. Like, I'm I'm like, I'm from the 300 section. I don't know much about basketball. I know enough, but you're the, you're the expert. You're the coach. You know, I'm just seeing things just from the eyeball test when I'm like, this, like you could tell ball dominant person, ball dominant person, you're in the starting lineup. Who's going to be the point guard? Who's going to be the shooting guard? Who's gonna, you know, it's not making sense to me, you know. Um, but I didn't understand what – Vogel's plan was for Westbrook. And that's where I think everything got messed up. And if he would have had put him in things that make him more successful on the court, I think it would have been, I think it could work. Now I'm saying, I'm not saying it's going to work now. Um, I think when they're saying the Lakers are being a, what is a, a playing team, even with health, with health now, all of a sudden with health, which is funny. And I'm, I'm just saying this right now. I'm going to put Keep on record. Keep the same energy. <laughs> if you're going to say AD is a top 20, is only number 20 player in the league, when he starts balling, don't all of a sudden elevate him with number five and say, well, is he LeBron got this kind of help? He got AD. He's a top five player in the league. No, he's not. He was no, he's not. 20. He's number 20. That's who he is. So don't try to elevate him now because of help, because you knew health was always the deciding factor when it comes to AD. Don't try to diminish him now because he can't stay healthy, and then all of a sudden he becomes healthy. Then you want to elevate him to not top five, top three. I heard top three after the after the bubble championship. He's top three. Mm-hmm. You know, you start hearing all these inflated numbers. Right. So it's like, okay, so now what is going to be this year? Because I don't think that we're a playing team. People say we are. Mm-hmm. I don't think we are. I think we can be if we we have a system that works. And if they buy in on a defensive end, 
like they did in 2019-2020. I think that's a that's a recipe for success for this team. But then we need to have the stars buy in to that defensive philosophy. Yeah, and that's right. where I think we're at. Well, there was a philosophy in 1920, right? That they mm. won with, right? Mm. Did the coaches forget how to coach? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, to simply say it was Vogel, that's not enough. Uh, I'll give an example. Like years ago, um, my folks bought me like a jigsaw puzzle, right? And you, one of the things you're taught is like build the, you know, the frame, the outside. Sure. There were five corner pieces in the box. Like it was obviously defective. Like they, mm-hmm. You can't put that puzzle together. There's no. There's, right. you know it just doesn't saying? work. That puzzle. So there's a point where. With Vogel, he was given a roster that A, couldn't shoot, and B, couldn't defend. And any of his lineups that could defend couldn't score. And any of his lineups that could score couldn't defend. And he spent the whole season with a ton of injuries, lost none for the mm-hmm. whole year. LeBron, about half. AD played what he usually plays, which uh-huh. is like, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, if he gets to 60, it's like, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, That's what we want. The 62. 60, 65. 65. So. Man. so the last but, 65. But I'll, I'll say this. Like, you know, you're, you're not, you know, you may be absolutely right. And if you're right, then a new coach with a new philosophy, Darvin Ham should be able to get what wasn't there. It's a better roster on paper. Mm-hmm. You could argue right now the Lakers are underrated at this point because of how bad it was last year. Uh, I've talked to different executives around the league, and, and like one was like, yeah, they're a playoff team, and one was like, yeah, they're not even making the play-in. So we had two polls, but most Ooh, were like in the, in the, either the top of the plane or the bottom of the plane. Mm-hmm. That's either seven or eight or nine or ten. Mm-hmm. That's where most have right. So I I don't know where they're going to end up. I you know Darvin's saying all the right things. Mm-hmm. He's embraced Russ, uh, brought in Beverly. Beverly's embraced like all yep. of mm-hmm. the chemistry. If it exists, if there's chemistry to build, they're going to build it. But it also still might be a you know a five corner piece you know, team. jigsaw puzzle that don't work. So w- we don't know. And teams are negotiating with the Lakers if they're going to make a trade, assuming it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers, you know, they should wait and, you know, and see it's going to get, if it doesn't go well. It's going to be ugly and they're going to pay hand over fist mm-hmm. to get relief and trade. But they're it, already being fleeced anyways. With so the, the trade yeah. offers. Well, they're trying to get fleeced right now. Right now. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I feel, always. I feel the, Darvin Ham interview was Press what conference. he would do with Russell, and that's how we got the job, right? So, I mean, or, or I mean, I, based on what we saw in the media, he just, right? he's deserved a job for like Budenholzer coached in in Atlanta with yep. a bunch of great assistants, and all those assistants got jobs despite having fewer years in the business than Darvin mm-hmm. Ham. Now we could debate what that is. Yeah. But we probably have a sense of, right. you know, the NBA yeah. is trying to improve yeah. and has improved mm-hmm. and is a leader in a lot of ways. They've been the best at it. Yeah. But that's great. It's not, yeah. it's not great. Like yeah. the history needs right. to improve. Mm-hmm. Darwin should have got his shot five, six, seven years ago. So I'm I'm happy for him. I've known him since he was an assistant with the Lakers. And he's just somebody who's like he's a formidable person. Like right. he's, he's passionate, he's kind, he's but he's mm-hmm. also like got heft behind him like right. you're not gonna mess with darby right like he's got authority right you know you're, you're not gonna like if he's angry or serious you're not gonna, you're gonna know yeah i'm gonna do what he tell me to do you know right, what I mean? right. so i i i want him to have success i root for people i'm generally an optimist i wake yeah. up in the morning i want things to work out right so i'm rooting for and it's not like a laker thing or anything like i'm rooting for all 
these the people I know. That's if you do this long enough, you get to know people, and then you start to root for friends mm-hmm. to succeed or people that you know to succeed. So I'd love to see him have that kind of success. And you know, maybe the Lakers are going to be great this year. We we just have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. Like you said, I test, and it's like if AD is a non-shooter from the outside, which he's been for the last two seasons, mm-hmm. right? And really, he's never been a three-point shooter really consistently. And then Russ is a non-shooter, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to start maybe with Damian Jones, who, okay, he shot a three in a scrimmage the other day. He's <laughs> not a shooter yet. Like, if he comes out and shoots 40% from three, hey, God bless, right? Mm-hmm. But he's a non-shooter. So if you got three guys, if that's who they're starting. Now they're putting none potentially in the starting lineup because he can shoot, and he historically can shoot. So, yeah, if he's a 38 to 40, right, and you have LeBron who can shoot, but now you got three other guys. Who do you? Who do you? You don't have to guard them. So you, you know, like what system is there? Like it, I, I've coached well, at the youth level. He, like it doesn't <laughs> matter what level if you don't have to guard three players. Yeah, exactly. It don't matter. And, like and what for whatever and, reason, and, you know, like, they, they can run I, all they want. You just ignore them and yeah. just clog the pain. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and for whatever reason, uh, the Lakers have gone against the formula of success for LeBron, which is surround him by shooters. And they've continued to do that, and they continue to do that. Um, what the rationale behind that is, we don't really understand. That's the, the the question, wondering what's going on. Like they're trying to prove they can do it without wrapping him around, you know, with right. shooters. Um, and they got it, well, it's hard to find. Like they got Monk and they got um, uh, Mello last year, who mm-hmm. were shooters, right? Yep, yep. And but neither of them are defenders. Now Monk, I thought, gave as much effort as he could. Yeah, I thought he applied himself defensively they had successful lineups with him on the floor with reeves it may have been more of just like reeves made up for but at least monk wasn't a a a full negative right yeah but they they haven't done what like yeah they've they've gotten some shooters but they've been either too old or guys who don't defend uh but it's hard like there's not a lot of guys in the league who are like legit six foot six six foot seven six foot eight Good defenders, big, can shoot 38 to 40% for three. It's not a lot of guys like for that. The so, so, for the minimum. For the minimum. That's the thing, for the minimum. Yeah, that's what it is, for the minimum. All, but they they had Kuzma, and Kuzma was not a great three-point shooter. But he, but he did was great space defense. The th- but he, he spaced the floor. Yeah. When Kuz came in, he was terrible on defense, and he became a good defender. He came right? better, yeah. Like, KCP was a, an, a good shooter, not a great shooter, a streaky shooter. Yeah. But he busts his ass. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you go. Ass, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Busts his ass playing defense. You know, like. I think they underrated what they had and what those role players were because they weren't out there. Like when you play with a LeBron and an AD, you're not going to shine all the time on offense because like, that's not your role. And I think they kind of lost sight of that. It, it, the the people above, you know, making the decisions. I think you need role players. And if you're looking for stars all the time, that star is going to have to be a role player. with so, LeBron James. So I, I, I get that. So let, let's go back and ask him. Why did LeBron want Westbrook? I mean, you know, because he knew Westbrook is the style of player that he was or is. He's not a player that would help his game. I mean, because he he handpicked, you know, Kevin Love and, you know, and Bosch. And, you know, he handpicked people that complimented him. How many stars end up being excellent general managers? None. None. Jerry West. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Larry Bird did some of that for yeah. a while, I think. Right? Can't call Dumars a star, but like, he. Well, I mean, Dumars was an all star. He, he was an all star. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he, I would say he, Dumars he, probably. He was the, but he was, you know, he was. But they are the exception. Yeah. Like most, like Mitch Kupchak 
mm-hmm. was a role player yeah. who spent most of his career hurt, or at least mm-hmm. certainly his Laker career hurt. <laughs> Danny um, Ainge. Right, Danny Ainge was a hugely valuable part of what the Celtics were in that era. Yep. But he wasn't their top three no. guys. No. Right? He, where, no. he never had that heat on him. Right. Like, he, yeah. had Larry, he had Bird to, right, to take right. the heat, of course. So understanding how to build a team is a complex thing. And LeBron, right or wrong, in this case, feels like he would, you know, well, you know, it feels like he understood <laughs> he made a mistake here. You know, I can't speak for LeBron, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, his actions and his relationship, his icy relationship we saw in some of yep. like, mm-hmm. him yeah. at one side of the gym. I was there and I'm like, I was with my students. I teach a class in Vegas and uh, we're sitting there with our students and like, I can't pretend like I'm not seeing this and try right. to explain it. Like these guys are not saying hi to each not other. Ag- They're not icing ag- each yeah. other right yeah. now. Not acknowledging it all. Right. So, I mean. I, I agree with you. When it happened, I was like, I talked to people. They're like, I don't get it. I looked at it. And I'm like, I, I thought like with health, just pure talent alone, they should be able to get to at least see like my, a top four seed. My, my, four. my feeling is healthy enough. Right. My, my feeling always was like, look, they're both making $40 million a year. So they both got to start. Right. And then but I said, after five minutes of starting, you know, sit Westbrook down, let LeBron play the whole first quarter. Let LeBron start getting this rest. Let Westbrook run the second unit. Um, with, and that way, Westbrook had the opportunity to be ball dominant uh, without LeBron being out there right. as and then, much. And then if that, LeBron's playing 36, then you're going to play Russ for 12? No, no, no. I mean, but I, it, it, the yeah, second quarter would be Russ. Numbers. Yeah. You know, yeah. where Russ would kind of get everybody else involved. And then he would come in on the on the kind of on the still back only, end. Yeah, I mean, it's still, still only twelve minutes for Russ. And yeah. fine, he plays with LeBron. If, if he play, if Russ plays twenty four minutes, right, then it's twelve minutes with LeBron. But he's going to play close to thirty. Yeah. So it, to me, start the whole debate of whether Russ should start or it, it, it it's immaterial. Like you invested in the guy, you got to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. It was a decision that I didn't agree with at the time, and it's a decision that doesn't look good right now. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know. Hasn't played, but I, well. I, I would say this right because now. They, because of the, lost zero games, right? right. So, so, right. Yeah. Well, listen, so, I, w- I will tell you this because of Darvin Ham, I'm really am interested to see what he's come up with, simply because I know that he got the job based on what he, what he said, what he would do with Russell. He his press conference I, uh, I, about what he's feeling about Russell. He he sold me. I figured we'll give him this one year. To see what he could do with him, because I'm interested. The Lakers have tried to trade Russ since they had that interview. With yeah, him, I know. You know, Darvin. That was yeah. the reason why they hired, hired Darvin. That's Darvin said. I have a. You know, what's your plan for? Because they're like, we may, in so many words, that we may not be able to trade Russ. So what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. That's not the reason why you hired the guy. You hired the guy because he's so formidable. He's a yeah. They, he's a they have person. him for for post Westbrook yeah, like, uh, period. He was that's the for best sure. candidate. Like they they looked at um, Terry Stotts, who I think is really qualified coach. But he's kind of the inverse of Vogel, like offensive um, instead of defensive minded. Yep. But someone who's been who's been there, done that. Like this was a time to go with somebody new and and give someone a crack. And I was really happy they gave Darwin a crack. It wasn't because of what he would do with Russ. However, that contributed to you know the hire. Everybody, don't go anywhere. This is great. We're having a great conversation with the wonderful Eric Pincus. You're watching the Profanity Nation podcast on Infanity Studios. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Mm-hmm. 
United One Protection Services. With over 30 years of experience, United One Protection Services has more expertise and knowledge than the other security companies combined. Residential, commercial, municipal, or institutional, United One Protection Services does more than just security. We protect your livelihood. United One Protection Services. Hi, I'm Renee Starms of the Starms Agency. Do you know why 97% of startups fail? It's because they don't have the proper exposure. So for the first time ever, Infinity Studios and the Starms Agency have come together to provide you with the Little Guys Big Marketing Package. Now this is for local Los Angeles businesses who are ready to launch, relaunch, or simply expose their business to grow. With this package, you're going to receive six months of online and offline marketing tactics in a customized plan for your business. You're also going to get a professional TV quality commercial filmed in an 1800 square foot studio with multiple screening options. So if you're ready to grow, go ahead and click that link. We also have financing available. I'm looking forward to chat with you. Click the link and let's go. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the Profanity Nation podcast here on the Infanity Studios streaming channel. Again, our guest is Eric Pincus. Thank you very much for joining us. Step Pat, you had a question. Yeah, man. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, so why did they get rid of Crusoe, man? Like, cause that's, cause that's my guy. And I thought that he did so much for the team. Um, he was one of those work, work, you know, like those, he was able to just, like we call him lunch pail guys. Like what you really like, just brought it, brought his lunch and he went to work and he did the dirty work that none of these stars wanted to do. I mean, I think sometimes when he was go ahead and do something in the court, they would get energized, especially like when he dunks on people. Like they didn't know he could dunk on people. When he started yeah. dunking on people, like, oh, yeah. what do we have yeah. here? Yeah. And they would get energized based upon his play. And it's contagious. Why, and it's contagious. So why didn't the Laker organization, I think it was when I'm talking about organization, maybe the front, mainly the front office, value that? I mean, even though it was going to cost them a little bit extra money to pay him, why didn't they buy Was it cost that? prohibitive? Aren't they paying Patrick Beverly more than what Crusoe got? Thank you. Thank you. So they're they're that, that's what they do. They learn the hard way. They learn the reactionary. Hard way. You know that that brings that brings my question up here. Um, seeing how that that you you dive deeper into the numbers, the caps, and all of these situations, you're looking more at the chess game being played behind the scenes, um, uh, as well as the game on the court. But you're looking behind the scenes. Um, are there teams out there that just stand above the others from your point of view and the way that they uh, uh, process deals, the players that they sign, the salaries and such? Is that is that evident and very clear to you? Or are all the teams relatively equal there? That, that's a complex question because there are some teams, I'm trying to word it properly, who 
are cute you know like they they do all kinds of like little extras you know can so i say the win, clippers they win what's that now i'll say the clippers no i mean like <laughs> anything daryl morey or daryl morey tree yeah. Yeah. like um even presty presty yeah. like they I, I much respect you know i know i know both of them and they've done great things uh, what presty has done is broken down a team gotten a lot of assets for it cool that's what the jazz just did right yeah. like much respect Fire sale. breaking a team down is a lot easier than building one up like when the lakers people celebrate oh the lakers traded nance and clarkson and got a first out of it you know to the cab oh oh celebrate i'm like you just sent away two good players now maybe that works out for you um you know they got lebron eventually ad in a championship so whatever mm -hmm. got them they're fine but like in the case of caruso like i don't want to short shrift that answer as well like um you know, Chicago looked at him and like, you know, you could be cute, right? Forget all this cute stuff. Like Chicago, they're just like bread and butter. Like they just do their the new new GM. He's making deals. Gave up some firsts to get Vucevic. Gave up some firsts to get Demar. Like he's making moves, right? He could have gone one way. Could have gone another way. I don't know if there's anything that stands out that's like, oh, you know, special cap gymnastics. Like he's just doing his thing. But like he looked at Caruso and saw value and paid him a nice contract that wasn't outrageous. And got a hell of a nice player, and the Lakers easily could have matched that money, and they just didn't value him, right? Mm -hmm. So, to me, there's like, you could be great, like what we talked about, people who are doing all these moves, but if your your player value isn't isn't there, like, I mean, Presti drafted like KD and Russ and Ibaka yep. and um, what a great team, and Harden, like, I mean, he's done some incredible things, and then he's got you know, Giddy's real nice, and you start going, you know. I'm not mad. Like his player eval, clearly they've got some, but I, I you know, who knows how that story is going to end. On the Lakers side of the coin, like they've drafted well the last, you know, eight years, however long. Like you go through their picks when they draft, which mm -hmm. is you yeah, know, they draft quite well, they, especially they, late they pretty in the, the dumb ball their picks, yeah. and anybody they draft, they eventually trade. But like they do draft well good, yeah. when it happens, and and their farm uh, yeah, they're farm, G you know, you know the G G is great. Like, yeah. like I mean, we yeah. had GP over there. We obviously had Caruso, Mac yeah. McLong, Thomas Bryant. about to kill yeah, they, it. They've done a great you know, job, you know. But at the at the front office level of Lakers, the player eval seems lacking the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've done, I've written on the last five years that the kind of moves they've made, they've been bleeding picks left and right. Bleed In every deal they've made, they've sort of been on the losing end of every mm. deal. And like the deal they got for AD, you know, you got a championship out of it. At the time, they they changed the market. Like the market exactly. wasn't, the market for what they gave for AD was not the market. Now it's the market yeah. because they set the market. And now, yep. you know, Paul George going to the Clippers, reaffirmed that. And now yep. like, you know, the Rudy Gobert thing and all this and, and Mitchell, now the markets, it keeps you know inflation it's escalating you know so like before that it was you looked at the history and it was like demarcus cousins and guys like that they weren't even they're barely getting any firsts it was like nothing teams were holding on the first like it was like you know you like, couldn't get like that was gold. right but the 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 league changes and grows in the case of crusoe it was just like they didn't value what he did flat out because they That's had it. the money to pay him you could say oh the lakers are they can't afford the tax because this is all that the bus family does and, and they don't have the pockets of a bomber. And yeah, of course they don't. They don't have the pockets of a Steve Bomber or Mark Cuban. But like, how many championships Mark Cuban got? He's got one. Good for him. You know, it's so, awesome. Yeah. Let, let me, it's not all about just your bankroll. And the Lakers are paying more now. They keep paying more, paying more on the back now. end to make up for their so, mistakes. Right. Paying the taxes isn't the issue. 
Last year, it was just that they just didn't value Crusoe enough to pay the tax for him as a player. And and just to wrap it up, you just need a star. But you need a star on defense more than you yes. do. When you have LeBron, you've got your stars yeah. on offense, LeBron and AD. Go get stars on defense. How many better players in the league are there on defense than Caruso at the guard position? There's mm-hmm. not many. I mean, there's some, but there's not many. No. Let me let me ask you about that because I mean, obviously there there are billionaire owners, you know, all around the league, and some that are not billionaire owners. But from a revenue perspective, and I and like I said, I'm just looking at it as a from a regular person. I'm saying how much is going out, how much is coming in. We know that that you know jersey sales and all this stuff that you know you know LeBron. We we were at the highest, even at the fact that we didn't even make the playoffs. The revenue that was generated by the Lakers, you know, was what was all still at the top. Um, so with that, I, I in my mind, I'm thinking, are we able to pay the luxury tax and still make a profit mm-hmm. as an organization? Not and necessarily, not not necessarily because Steve Ballmer is worth more than Genie Bus. You know so what like I mean? The the Warriors right now are paying like an unprecedented amount of money. If you just take them out of the mix, then the Lakers are one of the highest spending teams in the league. The Clippers are spending a lot of money. They're happy to pay tax. But where you're seeing the difference is that, like, the Lakers have a small front office still. They do. They don't have a very large one. Clippers have one of the biggest in the league. But then so do, like, the Thunder have a pretty decent size amount. They have a decent staff. Um, You start going through, and there are teams that don't have the kind of – like, the Spurs have a very big staff. That's their thing, right? Like, they have – an army of people to do the evaluation to build that team. Lakers don't invest that way. Like compared to the Suns, the Lakers have more, right? The Lakers are bigger than the Suns front office. The right. Suns front office is, I think, one of the, the smallest because they don't believe in, in. They don't value that in the same way. Right. So, um, but um, like if, if. And for the record, front office staff does not count in salary cap. No, it does. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but there is so, a budget, you know, and sure. so I get it. And like, the Lakers make more money than most teams in the league right. based on their TV deal based on, but also we live in LA. Uh, and expensive. so it's more expensive. You know, they have the building that they, you know, they invested in, which is a beautiful building. Uh, the health South UCLA health, right? Uh, it's beautiful. So, um, so and, that revenue coming in is not, is it like apples or oranges in that? Like, they can afford Alex Caruso. Like yeah, they're paying right. now that money right. to Patrick Beverly. Plus, so it, it, it's so it's never a matter about it, that. I mean, and people say to me, oh, like they, they want to go, uh, people were asking me this was like, you know, do they want to go into the cap next season to get out of the repeater tax and things like, like, no, they're not running from money. They're just not like, that's just not what the Lakers are doing. They're making decisions that you may not like, but they're made for basketball reasons. You, if you don't like their basketball reasoning, you don't like the basketball reasoning. The decisions aren't made by the wallet. Now, of course, you're not going to like, yeah, I mean, it comes into play. Like they could have kept Caruso. They didn't think he was worth that kind of money. Yeah, or they the traded for Russ. Again, one of the highest players. One of the highest paid players. You don't, like if you're trying to like not spend money, you don't go pick up literally the highest paid player in the league outside yeah, of like, right. yeah. I mean, Wall makes like a, a hair more. And, and like, you know, some other players like, I have to look and see where he is on the list. But he's like right up there as most, you, you just don't do that. So it, it's not that they were sh- running from money. It's not that money's the problem. It's that the player eval is the problem. If you don't like yeah. what they've done, which 
how, you know, how far this. out when, when, when these teams and these front offices are planning and they're, you know, holding the, the, the two draft picks or this or that, um, you know, usually, you know, in, in any business, you're X amount of months or years ahead planning. How far ahead are most of these teams planning? Are they usually just a year or two? Are they looking well, three to four years? What, what is that? Like if you're a GM coming in and saying, we're going to start winning in like four or five years, you're not going to be around in four or five years. You yeah. I mean, now every so often someone will, like Presti might have that kind of, you know, have, there are people who come in. Most of the time though, like you got to get to winning. You get hired in that job. Like the Kings folk, you know, they, they've been hired. They're like near the end of their contracts and they need to show results to, to stick around like three years, four mm -hmm, years. Mm -hmm. So you only get so much time and uh, you come in with a plan. You say how you're going to execute it. The reality is, is everything is harder in life. Just generally speaking, just the nature of things. When it's you actually get achieve. down to it, it's exactly. hard to, you know, for every one of us on some level, there are some people who fail upwards nonstop and have success like that. Right. Most of us have to like, you know, struggle a bit and, you only have success in stretches, right? That's like an NBA team is only so good for so long. So uh, I don't know how far off the Lakers have planned, but once you get LeBron, like it's win the now. plan is win now. Yeah. And, you know, the concern, if you're the Lakers, if you're a Lakers fan, like LeBron only has one more year after this. Rob said at the press conference, I was there. He's like, you know, we locked him in for multiple years. I'm like, uh, did you though? You know, because like he added two years and to the one, option. but one's an option. One's a place. And so always. you got him for this year. Yeah. You got him for one more after that. Now Bronny shows up and he gets drafted to Orlando. Then is LeBron going to go to Orlando? He might just yeah. not, look. I have kids and like you know, I get it. Like I don't. There's no amount of money. Like Juwan Howard, right? He had an opportunity. Lakers tried to get him. He's got his second kid going. Uh, was it Michigan? Right. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He didn't want to leave. He didn't want to leave because he, this is a once in a while. He's made millions of dollars. He, there's no amount of money. Like LeBron's a billionaire. There's no yeah. amount of millions that could keep him away from being there for his son's rookie year. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. sorry. Once in a lifetime thing. I'm sorry. Don't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Is he going to do it? Can and, I, and we know he's going to do it. I, I don't. He's going to do it. He's not. And how many teams know that? And if, okay, fine. Maybe the number one pick won't go to Bronny. But like if you're 15, 20, why would you are Minnesota? Yeah, grab it. And you have a chance to add to Gobert, Cat, Edwards, whoever else you got on that roster, right? Mm -hmm. And aging LeBron take and him. add LeBron. Okay, so let me ask yeah. you. Serious question. You don't take Bronny to get that? Serious question. I'm not hating at all. Well, I mean, but I, I got I got I have <laughs> I ain't hating. <laughs> Bronny is is has gone has dropped down in in high school ranking from 20 to about 60. I don't think Bronny is I'm not gonna say capable. He he shouldn't be drafted. Let me just say, in my opinion, I don't think he should get drafted. as of right now, at least. Do you think that a team, in an effort to get LeBron on their team, would draft a player that they don't? I just said a team, right? I mean, that's what I'm, I think. So, that's or not saying. So Minnesota. That's what. That's so. So you said Minnesota would, would draft him. Yes. In my opinion, if Minnesota, so let's say Minnesota is good. Okay, we don't know how good, but let's say they're between twenty and twenty-eight. Let's say, let's just give them 22. They're the 22 pick. That doesn't matter. Many fans, whatever. Ronnie's out there. Okay, it's 22. You give them the first round? First round, 22. Yeah. Okay. 
you're a team that is trying to win a championship right now with Cat, Gobert, and all those dudes, right? And now let's say they don't win this next year and they don't win the next year, right? So now we, we get to that year where it's time to draft. They're 22 pick. They've been to the playoffs. They've done well, got to conference finals, whatever. Couldn't get over that hump. You have a chance to add a 20. What are they going to do with a team like that with a 22nd pick? They're going to get a role player who's not going to play on a championship team. Maybe in a great draft, they get a good prospect. But the reality mm-hmm. is, is like you draft any human being. Six times. Okay, so help it me doesn't out. matter, but you add one human being who gets you LeBron. <laughs> right, right. That's worth it don't matter if he if he can't dribble a basketball. Yeah, if he's at that five point, okay, so you, you, know you, 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 you know what it is, okay, money. I, listen, I get you that. You know what it is. But, but I, I LeBron, get that. But for, but a star. It, he brings people in the door. Yeah, you know it, it don't is. matter if he's 40, I, 45. That's and, it. and I rock with that. But isn't a first round, aren't you, isn't your contract guaranteed with this two years an option? Yeah. So, so, so you get to have so you for two years. Right. So you're gonna play. Well, you're gonna you're gonna you pay. Gotta play him to put him on the bench. Well, what's what's it? What is it like? Three? What's I mean? I know the contract so, is already okay, three million dollars. So look at it this way: a twenty-two round in two years. Okay. You think someone would, would trade a first-round pick, a single first-round pick, at twenty for LeBron James? There you go. There you go. They would. the answer is no, and you know what he would. They, they, they get would. two players. You know they would. They would. And so, 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 you know, so. <laughs> I, look, I, what, what's I, what's I guaranteed at twenty? Uh, like three I, million a year. It, it's uh, the money. Don't even matter. <laughs> that's what we're trying to. You trying to justify, you know, financially, and I'm looking at if we are going to put it in financial terms. I'm looking at the marketability, right, of LeBron James, right. So you're seeing it from a basketball standpoint and talking about salary. I'm like, f the salary. <laughs> Let's talk about all the commercials that and, LeBron and the national games. The, uh, how many championships you know, do the Timberwolves have in the NBA? <laughs> Thank you. None. I'm right. the state how of Minnesota. Many, how many times? <laughs> how many championships LeBron got? You know what I'm saying? And then you have the marketability, right? And. So, so you would draft, okay? We yeah. based upon I, so what we're saying is we're saying based no, upon that. I we're not saying you, you if you give me the numbers, you tell me that he dropped from twenty to sixty. I mean, I'm you talk about nepotism, and I'm just. I mean, nah. the, 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 this whole thing nepotism. The NBA is run on nepotism and cronyism. Yeah, ain't that the whole okay? thing? Like people who run teams have last names that match other other people. <laughs> People get jobs and like, look, it is what it is now. Yeah, I understand from okay. a coaching perspective. That's and, cool. But and <laughs> nep- look, from Blair, you know, from who you're related to. Man, and, he's the son of LeBron. Uh, look, I'm not related to anybody in the NBA. It's not, I'm like five foot seven. You know, <laughs> like, it was never going to happen for me when it comes to being on the court. I, I have a lot of friends that I've made through the years and that's helps. helps. It's a part of the job. Sure. Is networking. networking. So, but I can't control that aspect. And look, I, I pull, Bron is a kid. He's a high school kid. I don't know what, you know, I don't know. I've never met him and I wish him well in his life. I mean, he's growing up in a, in a very fortunate, you know, situation being son of, you know, someone who's a billionaire. High, high and pressure. LeBron, I, I have a lot of respect for Braun as a lot of what he's done as a man, as a human. I do too. Role model. I, I love so Braun. And, and I, I want, I, and it's, it's tough for Bronny because he's going to be scrutinized. He's going to have to have to live up to that. All yeah. that. I get all that. But when we start talking about the business of basketball, which is what my job is, then we start saying, yeah, it doesn't matter how good of a basketball player he is. It's like trading a first to get LeBron. That's where I see it going. That's just Minnesota. We haven't talked about 29, 28 other teams. Right. You know, you, now, would, would like 
would the Cavs do it? Maybe, but they had kind of a falling out, and it's LeBron. Maybe they don't. Yeah. Maybe they do. Miami, Pat, Riley. But Lakers not. wouldn't do it, though, right? You don't I mean, think? Lakers, we, got, Lakers, we only we have a second have a round. They, well, we, Lakers don't even have the pick. We don't have even a pick. Yeah. So that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Okay. Nah, it's up to get a first round. Look at this way. David Griffin. Right, mm-hmm. he has the right to get the 2024 or 2025 Laker first. He's got a team that's on the verge in their mind. Right, they're right there. They got to the playoffs. They got Zion coming back. Got CJ. Yep. Right, they just gave Nance. They got um, Ingram. They got yeah, this nice team. Right, let's say this next year they get a little further instead of being a play-in team in a first round. Now they get a second round team. Now the next year after that, now they have a chance. Do we keep Lakers pick or do we? Wait to 25, or maybe with 2024, we'll take that pick, we'll draft Bronny, and then we'll steal LeBron. Right. Okay, so now we got two teams. It's all about options. Okay, now we got two teams. That's all crazy. Right, that's two out of 30, right? So you go down. That's crazy. Like, would Ooh. Steve Bomber do it? I don't know. He might do it. Okay. Yeah, he would do it. I think Bomber would do it. Oh, my God, I think he would okay, do it. Okay, so now you steal LeBron James from the Lakers? Yep. And yep. you go to your new building It's in a great Inglewood? story. Yeah. Oh, that's a great story. Yeah. So, like, you see it now. I, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 the the logistics and the the showmanship behind the marketing, it, the marketing behind it, it just came up with three. Now, like yeah. I said, I don't know if the Spurs do it. I don't know if the Heat do it. But we all agree that Bronny is not good enough to play in the league. Though. Well, the Knicks do it. So. Yeah. Yes. Okay, the Knicks do it. Well, they oh would try, God. but then they would mess it up somehow. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's reasonable. Somehow but, they'd like, get Bronny and mess up the LeBron part. The Warriors might not do it. I don't right. know where the Warriors are going to be at that point, right, but right. like we can find, I feel like it's harder to find teams that Wouldn't won't do it, do it yeah, than it is that, that would. Yeah. Yeah. And that we're talking about that's, in the twenties. What if you, what were we talking about? If we're talking about the number one pick, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how high this goes. Why are we doing that? Though? Right. So right. for LeBron, like for LeBron, for LeBron, that's what we're doing. Okay. Let me ask you, let me ask you a serious question then. Is that considered tampering? Like, hey, LeBron, you know, will you come over to? We'll draft your kid if you agree well, I mean, to opt out. As long if as you say it like that, I'm yes. Just, I'm just asking. <laughs> if you say so, it like that, yes. Yeah, like that. You can't contact him while he's under contract. You can contact him in July. Now, what's legal and what happens are two, two different. Things. Right, I, so, I get that. Great right, question. like teams com- communicate outside the bounds. Of what's legal, period, and, and for the, that's just the nature. And, and for the record, players can talk to other players all the time, right? The, the league doesn't crack down on that because it's basically impossible. It's so, impossible, to yeah. do. right? Um, so I mean, so you can literally Kyrie having the you little, can literally off the record have a conversation. conversation hey, can you do me a favor? LeBron's call made it pretty LeBron. clear what his intentions are. It, yeah, LeBron's and, put it out there, so right. the teams don't have to communicate with so him. From the you know, bring it back to the Lakers, like if you trade twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty nine. That's and then LeBron so leaves. <laughs> Le- LeBron leaves after one more year, and now you go into that kind of like, well, maybe they get people with cap room, or maybe they don't. AD probably opts out and leaves too. Now you're starting over. Maybe they re- rebuild quickly. Maybe they don't. Teams are very interested in that 2027 pick. Yeah, it's valuable because they may. I don't think teams have a lot of faith in the current leadership that the Lakers have, based on their track record, based on mm. what I. But I, the kind of stuff I've written on five years of deals that are yep. very iffy and the rust decision. Now you're, you're not so confident that this team's just going to, it's not like you got like Jerry West there or like someone who there's nobody else? proven. There's nobody proven. You're, you're looking in. And as each year passes past the bubble year, the asterisks that people want to put on that championship gets larger. There are, there are teams and who larger. Look at that and say that 
Obviously, Laker fans don't agree. Lakers don't agree. But some other teams look at that and say the reason they won is because Le- LeBron got a ton of extra rest. AD was healthy because he finally got some rest. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, LeBron is mentally tough. And when you have a leader like LeBron, this yep. is a credit to him. In a bubble situation where other players can't cope with that situation, mm-hmm. LeBron's the guy you want to have yeah. you lead that through. Yeah, he's so the that, general that can get respect you to that. LeBron. So is it as much as, like, the Lakers put a great team together? Like, they they were a bad shooting team that year. People say, you know, like, they were. They were not a good shooting team. They were about as good the next year when they went out and started. They kept trying to get more and add shooters and stuff. Yep. They just got worse. So. But to, to that point, though, when it comes to the bubble championship, I keep hearing people, like, try to say that there's an asterisk to that. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't the Lakers, before the whole thing went down at one point, 24-3? and three? They lost the first game and they rattled off and I'm they went twenty four and three. That they do, I don't think the Spurs deserve an asterisk the year they want. Like no, I, yeah, I don't no. buy all teams, teams play but the I same. do talk to other teams and 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 people and, and agents and other people and other organizations and whatnot. And there's a perception that like the Lakers are not headed into a good place because, and that they won. It's like a broken clock is right twice, uh, you know, a day, and that's kind of the logic of why they won from some people's point of view. And if those are the teams that are trying to negotiate with the Lakers to get that 2027, 2029, those picks are valuable to them because they don't have the confidence that the Lakers can fix this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, because they get all the assets. Right. And then, so by, and by 2029, maybe they figure it out. But by that time, you ain't got a picks. (laughs) But I mean, 2027, 29, those are, and Rob said it correctly, they they can only trade these once. Mm-hmm. He said that at media day, and, and it's legit. They can only trade it once. So, do you do the do you do the uh, the uh, the uh, the what is it the buddy the, and the, the buddy and but see the thing is like so the funny thing about that whole and I know we got to go. I mean, because we're getting we're running up against it, but it's like we were chasing, we were flirting with the Kyrie thing so long that I think a more savvy front office would have pivoted. Way early before the price tag got way too high for Buddy Hill and Miles Turner, because at the time, Kyrie and and they were asking for two mm-hmm. first round picks, yep. and supposedly what it what was coming out, the Pacers oh, only asking for one. That's not true. Well, I mean, that's what the, the papers are saying. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, you Pacers, know, Pacers were always asking. Okay, so first I heard that it was like when basically what I was reading, it was a two. And then Pacers then all of a sudden seemed like they just upped it up. The Pacers the said from the start, from what I understand, that they had offers for Turner for one, and they need to trade him. They would need two. They are, they can trade him somewhere else. They've also told teams that they're not interested in trading Turner. Yep. So they they their owner doesn't want to tank. Mm-hmm. He's I've talked to the Pacers for several years in different ways, and uh, they're they can't be a tax team. Their owner mm-hmm. won't pay the tax, and they won't tank. Last year, injuries just derailed their whole season. It was what it was. They're not planning on tanking this season. Now, this is what I'm writing on right now is, is you know, like 20 games in where the Lakers were the Pacers. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. Like, and everything changes. We'll prices see, go up maybe and prices Darvin go down. Is the key to unlocking Russ and you know, none being healthy. And you know, this team is out 15 and five. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Pacers are, you know, three and 17 and Miles Turner is demanding a trade. You know what I mean? Like the market can change just like that. Like Jay Crowder, he's on the market. We didn't know that yep. he was going to be on the market. Now he's on the market. Like you can anticipate he might be on the market because he's extension eligible and they may not extend him. And so if they don't extend him, does he throw a tantrum? And that's what happened. No offense to Jay Crowder. I get it. Like that's a messed up situation. What's going on in Phoenix? I mean, you see what they're doing with the 80. Yeah. So it is what <laughs> it is. 
Um, so, you know, these are the kind of things that have to be resolved and we just need time to resolve it. But I don't know if there was ever an opportunity that the Lakers had to, to strike. Okay. But I also think they had to wait until LeBron extended before they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you do any of these things and LeBron doesn't extend and then he leaves after a year and you're locked. Then it's like, well, what did we just do? What do we so do for there was pressure on both ends of the court. Absolutely. They would have made a deal for Kyrie in June or July without LeBron having that locked in. Cause they would be confident that would work. And in worst case scenario, at least you have Kyrie and AD if LeBron leaves. Right. But they were pretty confident from what I understand. But ultimately the Nets, once KD asked out, they were like, they stopped. There was no negotiation at that point. They weren't trying to trade Kyrie. They shut off communication. And it was just like, we got to figure out what's up with KD. They explored KD things. Nothing looked good. And they just said, all right, hell, we're not doing this. But it was never like, oh, let's trade KD at that point. Mm. That point or, or Kyrie at that point. It was mm. like, let's just wait on that. So the Lakers never had that window unless it was in June before KD's trade right. even I, came up. Had they offered two picks Might in June? Been. I bet they could probably could have gotten something done. Would have got done. Guys, we can continue this all night. I actually have a ton of questions, but we are running out of time. And we always finish our show with a segment we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. It's pretty simple, Eric. Money Mike's going to go ahead and share his opinions or thoughts on a topic, and he wants to know if his thoughts are inbounds or out of bounds. Money Mike, you've got the mic. All right. So um, I want to go over, like, the Lakers press conference that we had and, and our guy, Rashbrook, um, we go ahead and have a producer play it for me. I love again. Yeah, yeah, Russ, you said you've bought it. You're buying into the Lakers. Do you think the Lakers are buying into you? Do you think the Lakers want you here? I mean, um, whether that they want me here or not, it doesn't really matter. Um, honestly, my job is to be a professional, show up to work like I've always done uh, thus far, do my job the best way I know how to, and that's it. I mean – we all have jobs that sometimes people at our jobs don't like us or don't want us there, as you guys probably can attest to in any other job across the world. Um, and as a professional and as a uh, working uh, man, I have to do my job and do it the best way I know how um, to be able to support and take care of my family. And that's what I would do. Okay, so look, this is the most ridiculous answer that I've ever <laughs> seen anybody give, right? First of all, you're making $47 million, right? And every Russell Westbrook I have seen he the reason why Kobe loved this guy was because he knew he could take over the league, command the game. He showed all this confidence. You telling me that all right, I'm just gonna come and just do my job. All that means is you're gonna show up in uniform and dribble the ball and maybe make a layup. Am I out of bounds for saying that this guy need should have answered that question way more confidence? He the the they he should have said something like. Yeah, they were trying to trade me, but they couldn't, and I'm going to show them why they shouldn't have. And and I'm going to go in, I'm going to tear it up. Am I out of bounds for saying that that what he gave me is, is the worst answer <laughs> ever in history? Let's we'll start with you, Eric. Oof. I <laughs> I know you in the media. You don't have to answer, but I'm just no, saying. No, no, no. Come it's, on, man. Like, I, I'm just going to do my job. Your job is to come play dressed up in the uniform and dribble the ball. I need you to need tear the up the league. I need I need that confidence. I need all that. I mean, I don't think you're out of bounds, but I also think it's this is a nuanced, complicated issue. And I think he honestly answered the question fairly. Like, he's showing up. He knows, dating back to February or before February, that LeBron wanted him out. They wanted to trade him. They tried to trade him. They tried to trade him in June. They tried to trade him in July. Tried to trade him in August. And now here we are, and he hasn't been traded. And so he's a very – 
he's a all heart kind of guy. Yep, very proud. Right. How do you have that heart with the, these people who want him gone? You know why? Because you got Patrick Beverly got your back now. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Step out. Um, I think you're in bounds. Um, only reason why I'm saying that is because uh, it just feels like he's a defeated player right now. He just feels defeat, like he just there's no confidence in him. And I think when he came back home, right, he came back home to L.A. This is his home. And like, you, I mean, I don't know, but the, the Laker fans are toxic right now. Like, we're really, really toxic. And if you're messing up, they're going to get on you yeah, and they're going to get really, really on you. And I don't think he would expect that. Being from L.A., he should have known kind of like how the Laker fans are. I mean, especially if you're looking at the whole Danny Green situation about two years ago, <laughs> man. That should have let you know exactly how they were because they were trying to ship him out. He missed any kind of threes yep. at the buzz. They were trying to get him out. of either, either Even though Danny Green was a pretty good player for the Lakers, they still wanted to get him out if he did anything yep. that was not – contributing to any wins like they he could put the best defense in the world but nope. you know it didn't matter perfect you missed, missed the shot at the end of buzzer oh i gotta go you gotta go so they were doing the same thing with with westbrook and i think he was kind of like taken aback by it a, a little bit and he didn't i mean front office lebron one thing fans like i'm not even welcome at my own home yeah that's kind of like uh why am i you know why am i you know i kind of like why am i here and stuff so yeah could he answer it a little bit differently yes um, but I think he just like he just just hey he just waiting on the call like he's just waiting on the call at this point. I'm, I'm going inbounds, Money Mike, and the reason why I'm going inbounds is I'm gonna uh, take Shaq's point of view and say that uh, it was apparent that that Westbrook was a little bit passive uh, last season, and he didn't come in and play his game. He came in and tried to meld with the team, and he should have just came in and played his game. And that's really the only thing that will work for him. Um, after last season, it was completely unfair. He was actually one of the more consistent players for the Lakers, to be honest with you, but his stock is at an all time low. So he really does have to come out and, and play with some fire and show that that spirit, that Mamba mentality, as we all call it. Um, so it would have been nice to see that in, in this press conference. Uh, so for that reason, I give it to you. But as a man and a human, I completely understand I it. Understand he was 100%. thrown yeah, under the bus. You can't show that. Though. He was Dude, thrown under the bus. You can't show that. And it's really hard to. That stand question up. was kind of wild, though. When yeah, he came to the with the question, he was like, it's "Oh, loaded. he's like, oh." That was, I worked with Bill with the other time. Yeah, he's yeah. great at what he does. And yeah, that's an important question. It is. It's a fair it question. I think it's a. I think it's a very valid question. I just think that his answer. Even if he felt that way, he shouldn't have given that. First of all, listen, Patrick Beverly, in my eyes, and I see him, he's not a great basketball player. But you talk to him, he thinks he's, he think he's LeBron. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, he, 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 I love his confidence. confidence. He's definitely first ballot. I, you know, you know what I mean? Like they, when they asked Patrick Beverly, what's your favorite highlight of LeBron, his answer was, when I blocked LeBron, you know, that was his answer. And I love that. And they're that. playing with me. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because you know, it, it, it's 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 a it's a different dynamic. Like we already when you said they were playing with me, we're yeah. like, that dude is a clown. Yeah, that but is crazy. But you, you, you love the confidence. It. And I and and what what worries me with that answer is he it's like he doesn't have that confidence. And that's what he has to play Pat with. Pat and year. Russ are both ride or die kind of guys. Right. Mm-hmm. But once you like give that's up it. on them, they are they're, it's like they're out. You yeah, know what I mean, you, you don't want me. I don't want nothing to do yeah, with it. But okay, so that's what makes you wonder because Darvin Ham has been saying he's been trying to rope him and back. And he was in. like, he he I mean he said that if you have a coach in one ear doing what you're saying, 
Yep. You also have a front office making calls, trying to trade you. Right, and saying, right. And knowing that the coach only has limited power. Yeah. Darwin don't have any power in this in this regard. He's he's not in charge of this. But but even even from the front office perspective, they're not willing to give up that much for him though. Yeah. Because so, they so there give, is they can give up less later is what yeah. they think. They could be yeah. right. They could be wrong. Oh, don't yeah, say they that. They get better. Don't let don't, Guys, don't let West this has been that. outstanding. Eric, can you please <laughs> let our followers know the best way to keep up to date with what you've got going on? Uh, sure, you can find me on Twitter. It's probably the best place at, at Eric Pincus E R I C P I N C U S. I write for Bleach Report. I also uh, work for Sports Business Classroom, which is a great learning educational platform. Yep. yep. Uh, we have our annual immersive in Vegas around Summer League, which is like the best program in the world to get yourself into the business of basketball. But in nice. the meantime, just reach They're out amazing. to me. Hit me on Twitter. Say hi. I'm all over the place, but that's really the best way. That is excellent. Awesome. Guys, this has been wonderful. For Stat Pat, Money Mike, our host, our guest here, Eric Pincus. I'm your host, Simsta. We appreciate it. This has been the Profanity Nation podcast exclusively on Infanity Studio streaming channel. We'll be back next week, as always, Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Be sure to subscribe, follow, do all the above, and keep up to date with what we've got going on. All right. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Peace. Shout out. Shout out.